Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, middle of the week, February 8th. Hope you all are doing well today. We'll talk about uh, what's happening in the market. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the uh, president's speech last night and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Uh, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, when it comes to things that we can control, guess what? You can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. You just need to know what that risk is and how it lines up with the amount of risk you should have and that you want to have. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. We've got Dave coming up next. There, my name is Morning Dave. I think it is anyway, as my driver's license says. It's 841. Let's check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you this morning. It's been up, it's been down, it's been up, it's been down. Kind of riding a roller coaster for the last 24 hours. Let's check in with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services and see which direction we're heading up to the minute here. Philip, good morning. Are you got? Are you dizzy after the ride we've had for the last 24 hours? Man, I'm telling you, yesterday we started out negative and ended up in, uh, in really good positive territory. And I got to tell you, Dave, it was like a roller coaster yesterday if, uh, if you watched it uh, midday. And so uh, it, we came out on the top side, which was good. Yeah, if you, took a, if you took a snapshot of just the end of the day, you'd say, okay, fine, pretty good day. The Dow was up by 266, Standard & Poor's was up by 53, and the NASDAQ was up almost two full percent, up 226 points. But uh, Chairman Paulson did a rubber chicken speech about 1240, and he used a magic word, disinflationary factors. And as soon as they heard that, uh, the Dow, let's see here, well, I didn't look at how far it went up. The Dow went up by about 400 points and then all of a sudden about uh, after he got done speaking everybody sobered up and we fell back by the better part of 600 points until his vice chairman spoke two hours later and then we just kind of crawled up to a pretty good end of the day but boy oh boy i've used the word seismograph before on a chart and uh, yesterday about the middle of the day when the fed people started opening their yaps we had a seismograph didn't we yeah we really did i'm telling you i, I don't know that I've seen that kind of swing in a while, but that, that was a definitely a big swing um, in, in all the indexes right across the board. And, but uh, ultimately, we ended up in pretty good shape yesterday. Absolutely. And then President Biden spoke last night, and uh, I was kind of thinking that the reaction was as much as anything a function of his uh, pitching the notion of a wealth tax, which kind of goes over like flatulence in church with investments. Because uh, right about uh, right at midnight, we started sliding down again, and now the futures, at the very least in my delayed quotes, are looking a little bit on the negative side. Uh, do you read anything else into that? I think it was broaching the topic of the wealth tax, which never is popular with the investment community. Well, I, I think that, and I think the other comment that has come out now is McCarthy coming out and saying, look, we got to deal with this debt ceiling. And it sounds to me from what I'm, the rhetoric I'm seeing is that maybe Biden's not sitting down wanting to even talk about it. And, uh, and, you know, they're saying that, Hey, we got to cut some expenses and Biden wants to just raise the debt ceiling, you know, and, 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 and I think that could be some of it as well. I'm kind of wondering, I mean, you and I both are kind of cynical about these uh, brinksmanship debt ceiling games. Uh, Biden and uh, Biden and what's his name? Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Uh, they're, 
They're meeting, they're talking, they're cordial, and they really aren't saying much about what they're actually saying to each other. Uh, McCarthy's minions are saying, we're going to put the place out of business if we don't get what we want, and Biden's minions are saying, we won't compromise or talk about anything. I don't know what the two guys are doing, and uh, I, I have trouble getting excited about this. Well, I, I do too, because they always come through and do it, right? But, um, y- you know, it, it's, well, the Fed president said it yesterday, right? Uh, Powell said yesterday that we cannot service this debt and we've got to do something to, uh, to, to do, to take care of this debt. And so that was one of the other things that he talked about yesterday and, uh, and that this is not, um, something we can continue to do. We will not be a country if we continue to do this. And so I, I think that gives some leverage to the Republicans anyway. Yeah, my, my, old, my old economics professors used to say, you know, Keynesian economics would work if we had the gonads to do it both ways. But the problem is we prime the pump, we go into debt, we get the economy rolling. And the other half of the Keynesian theory is that when things are rolling, then you run a surplus. And the problem is when we get into Congress, nobody's got the gonads to be able to cut back when we actually start overheating. So this deficit junk just doesn't work. And that, and that red flag that you and I have been raising for a long time at a time of interest rate hikes. Every time those federal bonds roll over at a new higher interest rate, our federal debt service expense gets that much bigger. And, you know, as you were saying, we can't, we, we can't support this long term, and then we just keep adding on to the debt. It's, it's not a healthy thing to do, and we've got to do something. The Republicans are right, and Biden's also right about let's not play brinksmanship with the federal debt. Well, that's right. But but somebody's got to be willing to start making some cuts. And also, I mean, let's just be realistic. Cuts won't do it by themselves. Taxes are going to have to go up. And and I've been talking about that at a lot of my workshops um, and even on my weekend radio show that taxes are going to have to go up and we don't like it. But but if we want to stay a country, um, these are the things we're going to have to go through. Hard, cold facts of life. You're absolutely right. So we're looking at kind of a negative tinge after whatever it was. I mean, Biden was a little bit on the feisty side as far as uh, Democrat versus Republican politics. He says, let's work together. But by the way, all you guys on the right are dummies. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a pretty much standard issue State of the Union as far as uh, addressing the opposition is concerned. So we're, we're kind of reacting to that a little bit today in the process. Uh, the morning action, as far as data dump is concerned, it's light. Early this morning, the mortgage bankers are Association put out their mortgage applications figure. We were down 9% last week. We were up 7.4% this week's report. So uh, that tenth of a point drop in the average mortgage rate at least had some beneficial effect. Net-net uh, down 2% across a two-week period. I don't think that's going to be much of a market mover. Do you? No, no, I don't think so at all. That's just not we got bigger move. Bigger fish to fry between Paulson saying magic words and Biden saying magic hexes has <laughs> been kind of an up and down over the last 24 hours day. Uh, earnings season continues. Uh, we got kind of a tale of pluses and minuses on the list this morning. I understand Under Armour is kind of optimistic about the year ahead. Well, we've looked at Under Armour a lot and they've had some, you know, some good quarters, some bad quarters, good quarters. Bad years, good years. So right now they're they're on a on a high right now. Uh, they they had a good third quarter. They beat expectations. 
they made 16 cents a share versus nine cents that was expected. Revenue topped the forecast. Um, so we've got um, Under Armour up 7.1% this morning, um, doing doing pretty well and, and, and liking where they're at from that standpoint as well. Now, uh, the other side of that coin, though, is we got somebody that didn't do quite so well, and that mm-hmm. was uh, Chipotle. Um, mm-hmm. They are seeing customers pull back on their restaurant spending uh, during this fourth quarter, and, and you got to think, well, inflation, Christmas, you know, there's a lot of headwinds uh, for folks there as, as their budgets got really strained, um, and they they didn't see the pop that they were hoping to around the holidays. And so that's uh, put some pressure on uh, Chipotle today. They're down 4.1%. Ooh, that's a, that's a big dip, given the fact that we're almost used to Chipotle kind of being like Under Armour. They have big ups and big downs and big misses and big surprises. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're trading down 4% today. Uh, we got a couple other ones that have come out. Um, Uber reported. And uh, and they posted a, a pretty good quarter. They made 29 cents a share versus 18 that was expected. Uh, revenue was up. A matter of fact, it was up 49% year over year. Revenue was. Um, wow. And they uh, the CEO said that uh, the last quarter was the strongest quarter they've ever had. That's, That's amazing. Some, good news for them. They're up 7.3% this morning. That's good news to you. I'm glad to hear positive news, given the fact that we weren't looking at a particularly positive trend on the futures. We need some buoyancy here. Well, the other thing, and this one is not, I'm going to just give you this one real quick because it's not actually an earnings, but it, it's an upgrade, and it kind of goes with Uber. Um, TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. Bank of America did a double upgrade from, from basically sell to buy. Um yeah, yesterday. So that's helping uh, TripAdvisor today. They're up six and a half percent. Glad to hear that. I, that speaking yeah. of advanced stuff, was there, was there a uh, was there an earnings warning or anything on Walt Disney uh, for a pleasant surprise? They don't report until the end of the uh, till the end of the day. But I see them on my big winners list this morning. Did somebody uh, let something leak about Disney? Not that I've seen. Uh, not okay. in any of my notes anywhere. Um, generally, have, on the day they're on the day they're supposed to report, I generally don't see over one percent swings until they report. But everybody seems to be buying them this morning. They must anticipate it's going to be a good quarter. So, um, but, but I have two more for you. One's called okay. um, Fortinet, and that's a cybersecurity company. Um, they beat across the board as well. Uh, they beat earnings by five cents a share. They're trading up. They're probably my big winner today at fourteen percent this morning. It must have a special on balloon security. <laughs> and then the last one I have for you is called Enphase Energy. It's a solar company, and uh, and they beat as well. Came in at $1.51 versus $1.27 expected. Revenue beat, too, so they're trading up today 7.5%. Well, I take that as good news because uh, the control unit in my solar system is in Enphase. I want to, I want to keep them in business. Keep them in business, huh? Selfish motivation. I may need service someday. So far, it's working pretty good. As mentioned, yesterday was an up day. We had a pretty good day, even with some ups and downs during the day. It ended up a net positive and some pretty solid numbers, too. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at this morning, Philip? Yeah, I'm going to say we're seeing a little bit of an improvement, at least on the Dow this morning. 
Um, everything else is staying a little bit. I mean, we're all red. Don't 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 think we're going green. But the Dow right now is down three tenths of a percent. S and P five hundred is down almost a half a percent, as well as the Nasdaq down uh, about four tenths of a percent. So big loser right now is going to be the Russell two thousand down eight tenths of a percent. On the other side, we've got silver making trying to make a comeback anyway, up uh, a little over one percent. Gold's up a quarter. And uh, crude oil is trying to get to $80, Dave. It's up one and a quarter percent to $78.09 a barrel. Ouch. Given the fact that you've got the instant tick, that's a big uptick for even what I've got in the delayed quotes, so I really don't like the trend. Overseas markets are about the opposite of the usual. We had an up day yesterday. The Asian rim markets were off fractionally at the close early this morning. We've got kind of negative futures this morning. European markets are generally up halfway through their day, which... I can't make any sense out of it, but them's the facts the way they are. Following the uh, stock markets every day, it can be entertainment or it can be scary if you don't have a good retirement plan. How do I get the fright out of following the stocks and get a plan for my retirement, Philip? Dave, all of that gets wrapped up in our core retirement design. It helps us determine the risk we have in our current portfolio, making sure that it lines up with the risk that folks should have in their portfolio. Give us a call, 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement design and then join us this weekend for the statler financial radio show 6 a.m and noon on saturday 10 a.m sunday morning on highlands news talk 7 30 and 95.3 fm and back here again tomorrow philip thank you so much i'll see you then all right all right man have a great day take care it's 105.7 light fm and statler financial services philip statler Hey, folks, remember that risk is something that you can control if you understand how much you have and where it should be in your portfolio. Give us a call again, 863-382-0037. Hey, man, have a great day. Hope to see you again tomorrow. Take care.